0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Playful Escape podcast. Podcast where we sometimes don't know what we want to talk about, but here we are still recording an episode. My name is Kimberly. And
1: my name is Cindy. I still don't know what we're talking about today.
0: And we are your hosts. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. So right before we got here, we discussed or we were trying to discuss what we were going to talk about. And for some reason this week, we just don't have an actual idea of what to talk about and we usually have a google doc where we write down everything that we want to talk about at some point but our motivation also has to be taken into consideration and the motivation on some of those topics just didn't seem fitting for right now taking that into consideration cindy and i both took a quiz which tells us our love language Taking that into consideration, we both took a quiz that tells us what our love language is. Within that survey, they ask us questions like, what do you find more meaningful? It'll give you like a summary of different things, but we wanted to do this mostly to get a better understanding of what our love language is when it comes to maybe in general or in a relationship. Cindy, do you want to talk about your results first?
1: Yes, I can talk about my results first if you want. Okay, so the category in this love language quiz that was most important to me was quality time. And for those that have no idea about this quiz, the categories are quality time, acts of service, words of affection, receiving gifts, and physical touch. It doesn't mean anything disturbing just means like oh do you like hugs do you like holding hands it was nothing like graphic in any way shape or form it was more like when you want to be consoled would you prefer a hug or the fact that they're doing stuff for you like oh you're having a really hard day but you have to wash the dishes and take out the trash do you prefer that they wash the dishes and take out the trash for you or do you prefer them to be there holding your hand or hugging you to console you that was the way they usually meant like physical touch. So for me, the most important was quality time. Do I read the description or thing that it says or like bring up certain points? I don't want to read the whole thing. So in quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. That sentence alone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I find that like, Seeing these results and like looking at my relationship, it makes sense to me because I I don't want to say, yeah, I want undivided attention. It's just when I want that time, it's usually quality time because otherwise I can be very busy and not having somebody's undivided attention feels like I have no attention at all. Because even if it's for 10 minutes that we're able to just talk about something, those 10 minutes were more meaningful typically than the whole time we were sitting next to each other, but we weren't even communicating. So that makes sense to me. That quality time is like, guess, the full undivided attention. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I want you to be watching me instead of the TV while we're watching TV together. That's not at all what I mean. I mean like actual quality time together. <laughs> okay, so it, it mentions how being with this type of person means that the TV is off, forks, knives, and downed. All chores are, and tasks are on standby, and you makes you feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postpone activities, or failure to listen can especially hurt them. Whether it's uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. I received the highest percentage was in quality time, which was 30%. Then acts of service came in next, which was 27%. Words of affection followed as well as receiving gifts, which were both 17%. And last came in physical
0: touch, which was 10%. When you take the survey, it it separates your results based on what you prefer. But if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, or if you listen from the beginning, you know that Cindy always says, I want to spend time with you. We talked about it during our Thanksgiving episode. We talked about it during all of the holiday episodes. And a majority of the time she says, no, I just want to spend time with you. It makes the time feel more meaningful. And how she was upset during some of the times when Black Friday and consumerism ended up being more prominent for us, especially recently, that she couldn't spend that quality time especially since she had to split her time between her family and Simon's family so we can see that definitely happened there
1: we can see that these results seem accurate
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then i have a question how can you see all of these different categories reflecting your relationship so like I said, I do think
1: quality time is like a huge factor of who I am, not, not just in a relationship, but in life. I, I really appreciate those moments. We, we've talked about, I'm pretty sure how when we talk about this podcast, we talk about it when I get home late sometimes, like the day before. And even like those conversations where we're just talking about things, that's quality time to me, typically, because you're usually, yeah, you're a little distracted. But for the most part, you're listening because you also have to deal with the consequences if you don't, you know, like, oh, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. But I can tell that you're actually like intrigued in the conversation or actually paying attention. Whereas if I were talking to any other person, sometimes that whole thing where people are just so caught up in like their phone. I don't know how much that's true now because it's hard to have an actual face to face conversation because of this whole quarantine. So you have to rely on your phone. But I'm hoping when everything goes somewhat back to normal that people really appreciate that face to face contact. When I was in school, when I had my friends, yes, there were times that we were on our phones, but for the most part, we Usually, would talk to each other. We wouldn't be on our phones 24 seven, and we would actually have conversations. So that was really meaningful to me, which is probably why my friends and I were so close for even knowing each other for such a short amount of time, and why, over this past year, although we haven't communicated a lot, we still worry and care about each other. That is really meaningful. The acts of service. this makes sense to me in a funny way. So I've mentioned how I've recently discovered Instagram and everything like that. I've been sending Simon these little like couple drawings, like one person's an artist and they draw like their relationship problems, kind of. Those are memes. Yeah, yeah. But I usually do it like from the artists. So to me, it's still art, but it's like funny. And there are some with relationship problems or things that like happen in relationships. And I also sent him a video on Instagram TV or whatever. And there was this woman talking about her husband she's like oh i absolutely love it when my husband leaves his clothes right on the ground in our closet it's like cuz all the time i walk in i am reminded that without me he could be tripping over his own clothes instead of me tripping over his clothes <laughs> it's like it's like that passive aggressiveness of like why do you do this to me it's like why why don't you like it's just, I don't know. It's, it's super funny. And then another another one was like, oh, when I walk into the bathroom and I see the seat up, that's my husband's way of telling me that I love you. He's like, but when I see the seat down, it means I love you more.
0: <laughs> but, um, oh man,
1: But it's like stuff like that, that like I've been sending him. And to me, it's like really funny. Because those are the things like, oh, yeah, if you did do that, that would bother me. Or, oh, if you didn't do this, that would help. And I recently told Simon how, for whatever reason, he always makes, not makes me, but, like, neglects to help me carry things. So when, when I go to his house, he usually picks me up because there's no parking near his house. So I don't like driving over there because I don't like dealing with the fact that I have no parking. So he picks me up and I have my bag that I would carry anywhere at any time, my laptop in case we decide to play games or I have homework or schoolwork if I were in school. Or if I were in school, I would have my backpack and another bag. And if we go to the store, we have groceries. And if we go get food, we have food and like cups of like beverages and somehow I always end up carrying a lot of things. And sometimes he ends up with carrying like little to nothing. And I get it sometimes where it's like, oh, I have to open the door. Yeah, that's fine. But I also have the key. I was like, I can also open the door for you if I need it. There are times where I have to carry everything. I get that it's my stuff. I, I can carry my own stuff. That's not a problem. I don't see a problem with that. But sometimes if you can just help me, that would be really nice. So I've told him, and I've told him a couple of times, I was like, if you could just help me carry something. And he's like, ah, I have to, like, he like pretends to like, oh, no, I'm so weak. I can't. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. You always make you carry everything. So but this is where the acts of service, I understand from my perspective, from what, like what I've been experiencing, why it matters to me. It's like, yeah, I would really appreciate it if every once in a while he would offer to help me carry my stuff more often rather than have me carrying everything. Not that I can't do it, and it's not that I expect him to. It's just sometimes when you're when I'm juggling everything, it would be helpful, especially if he ends up carrying nothing sometimes. Words of affection and gift receiving. I'm actually surprised gift receiving received that third to fourth position place because I don't really expect gifts. But I've also mentioned in the podcast how it's always about like the little things. So I feel like for that reason, I understand the gift receiving. It's like it doesn't have to be anything big, because for me, that's not what gifts are. Like it doesn't have to be fancy or expensive. But the words of affection yeah, I guess I guess how I can I can see how they're both in equal places. Not that I ever thought about it, but I don't really need that many words of affection. But it's nice to hear that somebody loves you every once in a while. And the physical touch, yeah, I suppose. I guess that's fine. Like I I don't mind that it's all the way at the end at ten percent. I it's it's kind of funny because I feel like some people might think that it should be higher. I used to do this thing with my mom before uh, before Simon was ever in the picture where I would always just hug her and annoy her. And then after I got in my relationship, it would be Simon that I would be hugging and annoying. And it's not that I need that, to be honest. And now I feel like more so I do it less than I used to, but when we do have our hugs, it's kind of funny because Simon and I actually, we do this thing where when we hug, it's not like, oh, do you put your arms over or under? We actually both have one arm over and one arm under. It's like an equal way. And so we're just like, it's like a little X with our hands crossing over. One of my arms are over his shoulder and like under his arm. And he does the same thing. So like I like those hugs because they're usually more like personal because because I know that one's going to last a little longer rather than it's like, oh, give me a hug. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, a hug like yeah. that. That one's like, oh, we're going to hold each other for just a little bit. And then it's like, OK, what are we going to do now? Because usually it happens right before we start cooking together. He's like, oh, I want a hug. And then we're going to cook to make food. It's like more like. An appreciation hug. It's like, oh, (laughs) it's kind of like, I love you (laughs) and I apologize in advance for anything that happens after this moment. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I feel like that's what kind of hug it is sometimes. It's like, oh, I love you and thank you for helping me cook. And I'm sorry if I yelled at you (laughs) while we were cooking. (laughs) Or sorry if I called you dumb for using the wrong utensil. Or I'm sorry I called you or said this or did that. I feel like that's what it is. It's like, sorry in advance, but I still love you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just really interesting. I will like to preface before I reveal my answers that these were not the answers that I had a couple of years ago. So sometimes these answers will change over time based on like your relationship, your mental state and everything else. So for me, I've been living basically in isolation in a sense for quarantine. Like I'm not in a relationship. Everyone else in my family is coupled off or they leave the house every day. So like for me, it's always gonna be a little bit different. So my priority answer right now is 29% physical touch. Because right now I'm lacking all that physical touch.
1: I will say though, I feel like that's very accurate for you. Even then it was probably in a higher percentage for
0: you. In the past, actually it was different. Again, it depends on what state you are in. So if I took this quiz the very first time during my first relationship and the order of these things were completely different. I don't remember them exactly, but they were completely different. And then I took it again somewhere during my second relationship and Again, the results were different. I, I didn't know this existed. Uh, Kim sent me the link to take
1: the test just the other day before our podcast. because She's like, oh, let's talk about our love language. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> 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 so She sent me it and she was like, here, take this quiz. And I was like, OK. And she kind of walked me through it a little bit. And then she like let me to take my quiz on my own. And then now to hear that she's taken it like three times and I'm just like, interesting. And you've gotten results that were different in every situation. Like, it makes sense to me that it would be different. But I just find it interesting that if you had recorded your results previously, would you have seen how different they were? Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah. But would
1: you have actually like. Realize, oh, I've grown because now I don't need to receive gifts. Like before it's like, oh, love is equal to gifts or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it is or anything, or that if you think that that it's wrong, I, I'm not. It depends on your definition of the gift, you know? But it's interesting.
0: Yeah, because when I sent you the survey, there's different options for everyone to take the survey. It's like people who are in the military people who are teenagers people who are like children and people who are like coupled off or single people we took the survey as single people even though cindy is in the relationship she has the relationship to take into consideration because the questions that they ask in a couple is usually okay both of the people in that relationship how would you answer this and then that defines how their love language is combined Together. Mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense so when I took it the first time I learned about this in my freshman, my first year of grad school, so about three years ago, and someone was talking about love language the entire time. And I was just like, what is that? And they were talking about it in a sense of a book. I didn't know that it was an actual book to help people understand how they show love or how they receive love. So that that's what fascinated me by it. And that's why I ended up being interested in it and taking the quiz a couple of times since then.
1: I have to make Simon listen to the podcast, at least this one specifically. So he understands my love language.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a really good thing too, is that knowing what your love language is. And knowing your partners as well. I feel like it's a good way to show
1: that you love them by doing things that they will appreciate.
0: Yes, exactly. So that's why I thought it was really interesting. And that's why I also took the quiz right after I learned about it. So during the first relationship, I think the primary answer was gift giving. And for the second time, I think it would have been like quality time. In those cases, it would either show you what you are lacking in your relationship and that you really crave more or kind of shed some light on is this really worth staying in this relationship because xyz whatever the case is so right now being single and and living life in quarantine physical touch is the very very primary result at 29 percent, which is pretty good i think For me, it says a person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. They like hugs, pats on the back, thoughtful touches on the arm. They can all show ways of excitement, concern, care, and love. The physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect and abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you. So this is very on brand. Like sometimes I just out of the blue go hug Sydney. She's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I just want to hug you." <laughs> same yeah. with Johnny, and same with everybody else.
1: Yeah, that's true. That that's what that's funny because as you were reading this, I was I was thinking about it, and like I said, I feel like your the love language doesn't have to primarily focus on a relationship. Like in a couple, it could just be like reflecting your personality a little bit. You receive your love through, like,
0: embrace, you know? Yes. Next, for me, is quality time at 26%. So, again, I like to spend time with people. I don't want to be fully distracted or kind of partially distracted is okay so it depends so like lately for me quality time since everything's virtual I spend a whole day on a zoom call with friends and even if we're just like on the zoom call and we're all doing our own thing that to me is like okay we're here together even though we're not physically together so that's like quality time and sometimes we'll take breaks and talk about like anything and everything so that works Cindy has been saying for the next one, words of affection, but it actually is words of affirmation. Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> it's because I didn't zoom in in mine. Yeah. And now that you say it, I'm like,
1: oh, it is say affirmation.
0: <laughs> so words of affirmation is another way of like gaining approval or being like praised in your sense. So sometimes like for me, it's at 19% which is not too high compared to everything else it's not too high but it's in the middle range where yeah sometimes we need that words of affirmation and i can kind of pinpoint which relationships or which connection i have with people where i crave the words of affirmation i don't know about you cindy but like for me i crave the words of affirmation specifically for our parents
1: hmm Yes and no. (laughs) Like, I feel like parts of me, like, probably do care. But I feel like I try to do things that won't do the opposite. So, like, if I know my parents aren't going to, like, if I stayed out until two in the morning, I just don't do it. I live, like, in the neutral territory where I can live without the words of affirmation. But I also know I'm not doing anything wrong to be like scolded. Yeah.
0: So I think that kind of works too. But sometimes it's nice to just say, hey, you know what? I'm proud of you. Yeah, but I'm proud of myself. so (laughs) I don't need them to be proud of me. I'm proud of me. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, it's like in the middle. And then both acts of service and receiving gifts for me are tied at 13%. So again, I would like people to do things for me, but I'm one of those people that likes to do things for myself. I don't want anyone to get in the way of doing it. So I want it done. I want it done right. And I can't ask anyone else to do it. So for me, it's kind of lower on the totem pole, but it's there. And then now, which is interesting in comparison, receiving gifts, I don't care about people Giving me gifts, but Cindy can vouch for this. That my way of showing love towards others is by giving them gifts. So that's really, really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> now that I think of it, like if if it's so low for you, how is it that that's how you show your love? It's a little strange, but... The funny thing is, you are, like, an affectionate person, so I do understand why, like, physical touch is important to you. I don't know. I I guess you would have to find somebody that, like, complements the things that you want, and that you complement the
0: things they want with the way you show your love. Yeah. So then from here, I'm curious if the results are highly dependent on how our personality is portrayed. and. For you, I think so, because you're extroverted through and through, half extroverted, half introverted. You're very extroverted, like very friendly, very outgoing with other people, and you instantly make friends with other people if you can. But you're introverted, like you're a homebody, you don't mind staying at home and doing things. And that's where the quality time is very prominent for you. But another question that I have, is this influenced by your relationship in the sense of dating someone who is introverted?
1: That's an interesting question. I don't fully know. But the funny thing is that my introverted boyfriend sometimes still wants to go out and I don't want to so <laughs> if, if that makes sense like don't yes. get me wrong uh we both like to have our like mini adventures that we used to have where it's like oh let's take a drive and let's go get some dinner and just hang out and we used to do that with a couple of my cousins that were my age that we've mentioned before and I mean we did that even with you and Johnny I think once where we just went to a higher point in our neighborhood where you can just look out to see like the neighborhoods. And we've done that before. That's the thing we like to do. We don't always like it. And like, we don't do it for any other purpose other than like spending time together. Because usually I find that when we're in the car, we actually talk more. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I'm at his house, I'm doing other things he's playing his video games he's talking to his friends online or he's talking to his parents or working on his car so he's keeping himself busy at home doing things that he would be doing at home if i were there or not it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. but in the car he's driving all he can do is really talk other than drive and so that's when we tend to have more, I don't want to say intimate conversations, but more meaningful conversations.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good to bring up because quality time doesn't always just mean sitting together and hanging out. But it can kind of mean the kind of conversations that you have or the actions that you guys go through or just entering a different kind of mentality.
1: I feel like a part of me wouldn't entirely mind that anything meaningful to me is just us being together. There may be a point where that will be very meaningful to me because we don't have anything to talk about. We've already had our intimate conversations or meaningful conversations that we don't usually have to talk about them. And I feel like that's where, yeah, physical touch, if you will, or just being near each other is more than enough. I feel like that could be the case in some aspects, but I find that we're so caught up in our own things that it doesn't mean anything to us. So when I'm in school, I'm doing so much homework that I don't care where I am or specifically what's going on around me. I'm just focusing on my homework. So it's hard for me to realize or acknowledge that he's there. I appreciate that he's on the quieter side compared to if I were at home where everybody else would be making noise. (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's important and it's nice to know that he's there. But like I don't gain anything from it and I don't lose anything from it.
0: Okay, so now I have a question. It's more like a what do you think would happen? So if Simon was to take this test, Based on like, what you think in the different categories that are there, which one do you think would be his primary love language? That's a little hard. I feel like he might like quality time
1: like I do. Words of affirmation might be important to him too. Acts of service, receiving gifts, not really. I feel like, okay, it will probably be exactly in the same place way as mine like quality time acts of service words of affirmation physical touch and receiving gifts so it might be a little bit different but for the most part I feel like quality time would be like a top priority because I feel like he also appreciates those times that we actually do spend good time together quality time together words of affirmation I feel like he needs that but it may not be from me that he needs it from Mm -hmm. but I feel like he does crave it although he probably won't say that he probably says like I don't care what other people think knowing him but I feel like he he still needs it like he wants to hear it but he's I don't I feel like he's not gonna get it from the people he probably wants it from
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I feel like it is something important to him that he would like it I don't know if it's gonna show up on the quiz but yeah I feel like that's more important physical touch I feel like like me he he's like likes the moments that we have and it's not too high not too low it's somewhere like in the middle acts of service I feel like might be a more important one because when he works he feels super tired he doesn't like want to do anything I feel like he really appreciates when people help him although he may not ask for it he would probably really appreciate it Mm -hmm. when I help him with cooking dinner when we eat He says, thank you for helping me. He like actually says it. Or when I try to help him work on his car, he actually thanks me. He's like, I really appreciate it. I couldn't have done this without you. And it's not that I know a lot about cars. It's just he needs an extra set of hands. And sometimes he can't ask his parents because they're older or because it's in an awkward position. So he asks me. And that's why I feel like acts of service might also be a little bit more important to him. It's like that little helping hand is of value to him and he really appreciates. But like receiving gifts, he buys his own stuff. He doesn't really like care too much about getting things from me. Although he has recently told me that he would appreciate it if I would (laughs) help pay for food (laughs) occasionally. Also, I discovered that I I don't remember if I talked about this in the podcast, but I mentioned this to Kim, so I'll mention it to the podcast. That I feel like I only ask Simon to pick me up when I'm hungry. <laughs> so yeah. he like one of the times that I called him, I was like, "Hey, I'm hungry." He was like, "All the time you call me, you're like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry." And I was like, "I feel like you picture me like a little troll just stomping around, being like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry." And yesterday he told me, he's like, no, the way I picture you is like, I don't know if you guys have seen Moana. If not, go look it up (laughs) so you can understand what it is that he's trying to describe or portray. Those little coconut warrior things (laughs) with the little spears and sticks. He says, that's who I picture you. Those little coconut men just marching around. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, it's funny. I think it's funny, especially because he continues to feed me. So, of course, I'm just going to keep going back and being like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. But it's just really funny to see that that's what, like, that's how he feels. Like, it, it's like becoming a joke that all the time I tell him I'm hungry. He just like laughs or chuckles. He's like, okay, obviously, yeah, I can tell, but I mean, he's still gonna feed me and everything, so it's just, it's just a little funny. But yeah, you're in on the in on the joke podcast family.
0: <laughs> I had to Google the names. Those are uh, Coco Mora. Okay, <laughs> that was funny though. Do you think we need to talk about anything else as far as the love language goes?
1: in regards to love language no i feel like we've covered our bases a little bit unfortunately i don't feel like you can look at a relationship and see why it is that you're you want these desirable traits in mm-hmm. a relationship but looking at relationships outside of a like romantic relationship it makes sense right now mm-hmm. so that that I I would agree with our current, like, status and everything that's going on in life. It makes sense.
0: I think one thing that everyone needs to do, like, right now is take the survey and figure out what your primary love language is. Take it as a single person. And if you are in a relationship, then take the couples version and see if those answers kind of match. or vary. or if it's different, exactly. And then from there, you can kind of figure out like me as an individual, I crave physical touch, and I crave quality time. But maybe in my relationship, I prefer acts of service and words of affirmation, maybe because you realize that that relationship doesn't give you those things as much or something else. So it's really, really interesting to kind of analyze your relationship in that way. Will it affect your relationship? Probably not, because it creates a new, deeper level and understanding of your relationship and what you guys have with one another.
1: I was going to say, I was like, don't let this ruin a relationship if you guys can't agree on anything. The thing about relationships is that there are two individual people being put together and they can be completely different, or they can be incredibly similar. That's not to say that one is better than the other. It's just whatever you prefer and however much you're willing to put effort into it. Obviously, if you are complete opposites and you're always butting heads, you just need to put more work into your relationship if you really want to make it work. And if you're incredibly alike and you have no struggles, that's good too. But if you crave that fighting, you're never going to get it. <laughs> I, I, I say that because like sometimes I feel like Simon tells me he's like, oh, you just want to pick a fight like for no reason. And I was like, well, you know what? Then who cares? <laughs> it's like you're going to do it anyways. You're going to argue with me anyway. And I mean, yeah, we have our like little arguments and stuff. But the funny thing is, I don't think we let it get to us a lot. I mean, sometimes it might, but for the most part, when we argue he's like the most recent time that like kind of argued about something uh I was like oh, I don't know why we're always arguing and he's like it's because uh, I gotta keep things interesting I gotta keep things spicy for you he's like otherwise you're gonna get bored with me I was like oh okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> just because we're talking about our love language doesn't mean that we fully follow all of these things it's just a way for us to get a deeper understanding of our personality and in a way of how we show our emotion towards others sometime. i feel like this is just a good self-analysis quiz yeah see what you, which you
1: would like especially in the beginning of the year See, like what do you crave the beginning of the year take this again at the end of the year and be like do i still want the same things if i don't do something about it. If you it like if you're like Kim and you take the test three different times and you realize your answers are different, does that mean your relationship's been changing as you've been progressing or that you've been changing? If your relationship has stayed the same, then perhaps maybe it's not working or you need to make some changes if you want to make it work.
0: I think that's actually a really good thing to take into consideration. Like we're taking this quiz in January of 2021 and maybe your answers will change over time based on, again, your relationship, based on where you're at mentally, based on your family and all of that. And this isn't to say that we are living terrible lives or we're living a a life that we crave more physical touch or we crave more quality time. But it's just saying here is what we know we prefer over everything else. And if it changes, then that might be good to know. Okay, if it changes, uh, during the year what changed if for me it says quality time versus physical touch then that means the pandemic is over i can touch people again but then that means i, I crave quality time a little bit more who knows
1: yeah and if you're like me it, it, this is kind of like zodiac signs where you just read your horoscope and you're like okay it's interesting yeah it makes sense but i feel like it's It can make sense in any aspect. If you really want it to make sense, you can convince yourself that it makes sense, even if it doesn't. So don't take it too much into consideration. Take it with a grain of salt, if you will. If you're not in the right headspace, don't take this. (laughs) I feel like if you want to just overanalyze your relationship, it's not the time to take the test no. <laughs> you're gonna pick pick at everything and it's not good <laughs> but if you're like in a good place and you're curious and you want to check it out go ahead check it out you don't need to know your love language I didn't need to know my love language for eight years so it's fine <laughs> we will
0: go ahead and put the link to the love language survey if you are all interested in taking the quiz for yourself. But again, it's not necessary. Sometimes you can just, based on the different categories that we discussed today, you can kind of already figure out where you're at and what you crave. You don't need a survey to tell you that. That's a good point. We should have some of
1: our faithful listeners approximate what they think would be of importance, like ranking-wise, not Mm -hmm. percentage-wise, because that's dependent on the quiz,
0: and see if they got it right if they take the quiz. Oh
1: yeah
0: Yeah. like a before and after like before I take the quiz these are the categories and this is the order that I think is gonna happen yeah and then when you take the quiz see if you're right yeah I think that's a really good thing we should have done that before but it's too late
1: I mean I didn't know what the categories were so it's not like I would have known yeah I
0: kind of just threw you off in the deep end
1: yeah so I just took the quiz and I didn't even know what kind of categories or what I was gaining out of this quiz I was just like what is more meaningful to you this or this and I was like "Eh, eh, mm, eh, I guess this (laughs) so yeah before anyone takes this quiz if they've never taken it it's good to think it's like oh I think quality time is very important to me and physical touch is not at all important to me only to find out that you might be wrong you know
0: it's interesting, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. What do you think
1: yeah we're we're gonna have like three episodes leading up to Valentine's Day or something,
0: right? Is it three episodes that we need? uh maybe, so yes, the next episode oh. will probably be relationship wise or maybe things that we can do for Valentine's Day that are covid friendly in America? I don't know that's kind of hard. I feel like. I would
1: like to talk about some things that I feel like could be meaningful or we could do what you were talking about last season, how you said that there was a couple things that you wanted to ask about my relationship, because I feel like you probably you were so caught up in your own relationship when I got in my relationship in the beginning that I
0: don't think you knew a lot about my relationship. That is very possible, but I guess you will have to find out next week when we talk about love
1: yeah so for sure next episode is still be love related if you're not here for it if you're not in a relationship if you want nothing to do with it don't listen to it i mean
0: i'd appreciate if you still listen to <laughs> i want to end this episode before i even say the intro with a question why are people so afraid of love <laughs> why are people afraid of love love <laughs> uh anyways that is all for this episode make sure you all follow us on our social media handles twitter facebook instagram youtube patreon we're on discord join us on discord our handle is a playful escape if you have any questions or if you have any topics that you guys want us to talk about on our podcast shoot us an email at a playful escape at gmail.com we will be monitoring all of that And if you guys haven't been following us on our social media handles, we have new cover art for our podcast. We do. It doesn't look like us exactly, but it resembles us. (laughs) Yes, it is our personalities, faceless personalities, but I love it. And it is slowly entering into all of the other podcast platforms that we are on. So make sure you all check it out.